What is going on, y'all? This is Dom C, and this is a special edition. This is, uh, this is the Winecast episode two. The first one I just rambled off a bunch of uh, wine facts that people that may be interested. This is kind of like the gateway drug into getting you into a bottle of wine and popping a cork, and maybe not getting that case of beer when you're going through HEB and getting a bottle instead. Uh, millennials are actually drinking more wine than almost any generation in America, which is amazing. So wine is on the come up, and I am blessed to be here with uh, Chateau Wright's own James R. Smith. How's it going? Do, doing well, sir. Doing well. Thank you for coming over. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, tell us a little something about Chateau Wright. So now. we're uh, we're a local Texas vineyard out of Fort Davis, Texas. Um, if no one knows where Fort Davis is, it's near Marfa or uh, Marfa, maybe an Texas. hour and a half west of Big Bend. Hour so, and a half west of Big Bend. Yeah, yeah most so people know like, that. Over, over by Big El Paso-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful area. Um, it's a little bit of a drive, but worth it, I think. And uh, you have a specific AVA, which if you don't know what an AVA is, it's, it's an American viticultural uh, area, essentially. Yeah. That's all it means. It's, it's a growing area. So you might hear like Napa Valley, Russian River Valley. Uh, Columbia Valley. There's a lot of valleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hear those Willamette Valley, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a specific, a specific um, area where you grow grapes. So like Hill Country AVA. There's the the High Plains AVA in Texas. Um, and there's one out of Galveston. I can't remember what they're from. And but. you ha- you are the only so one it's, producing it's, wine in the specific AVA yeah, of Texas. Davis Mountains AVA. Davis brand, it's it, I mean technically it's brand new I mean since we're we're putting wine out it's brand new um so I mean technically if you're taking some test eventually this will be included in that uh in that test yeah because you got to go over AVAs uh during the psalm test w sets quarter masters those are just kind of things you have to know kind of like areas of Italy or Spain or France um, and now, so you brought a couple. Oh, you brought four wines today. Yeah, four wines. We've got uh, one right, one white, and three reds. Uh, Chateau White, Griffin Red, Jack Rabbit Red, and uh, Heraldic Red. Well, so now, when we very first linked up, he came over and he brought me uh, one of the very first. Yeah, that was a Heraldic. The Heraldic, yeah. yeah. It was one of the very, and I loved it. Yeah. I was like, damn, this is. It's, it's legit. I did not think. It was from Texas. Right. I'll say that. I was like, you're sourcing your grapes out of California. No. Something. Uh, and I was super impressed. And we've stayed in contact since. And we've been trying to get this wine cast down for a while, but we're both very yeah. busy. And uh, and I luckily got out of work early enough today to, um, to we can do this. Yep. And so um, this wine right now is a blend. Yep. And now... The grapes used in this blend, you say uh, Vignet and... 70% Roussan, 30% Viognier. Okay. So Roussan, Vignet, uh, those are going to be your Rhone Valley whites. So Rhone Valley is uh, southeastern France, and the 
these are basically the big daddy white grapes. You got Marsan, Roussan, Vignier, gonna be your your own whites. Now, how did now we're smelling it? We haven't tasted it yet, and this thing smells straight like pineapple, which I love, but insanely like pineapple. Mm-hmm. The color is very straw dark. Uh, yeah, so it, darker. It got it got a little bit more skin contact that we were looking for, so okay. that that's going to impart that yellow flavor or that yellow color on it. Um, going forward, I think we're going to lessen the skin contact, but I I I think as far as the whites that we've come out with so far, that we're very happy with how this came out. I love the nose. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Uh, so like all of all of our grapes, um, except for the Tempranillo, they actually came from Chateau Bogastel. So all, all of the vines came from there. Uh, I think they passed through some vineyard in California where they held them for a little bit, and they sold them to the, the guy who owns uh, Chateau Wright. There's Jack Wright. And um, so all, all of the vines are from Chateau Bocastel. That's his favorite wine. Um, ideally, what his plans are is to create this huge hotel out there, but also create some like amazing Texas wines, but uh, the be all end all goal is to create a Texas Chateau to pop. So he's got, okay. He's working on, he's working the big on, boy. The yeah. Daddy. He's working on all 13 grapes. We've got Marsan, Roussan, Viognier. Uh, we've got Cinso. We've got cab. We've got, um, we've got some Tempranillo. We've got some Grenache. We've got some Uved. Um, I'm not sure. Exactly. Have you grown any Syrah yet? So un- unfortunately, like Syrah, we would love to grow Syrah and put it like a GSM out until we can get that going. But the Syrah root stock that we get in Texas has a it's a problem with Pierce's disease, mm. which is, is super fun because basically you'll you'll plant Syrah into the ground and it'll grow like crazy because it loves Texas soil. I would imagine loves it. Um, and then about the fourth or fifth year when you're going to start getting grapes, they'll develop this Pierce's disease, which basically turns all the leaves um, red and orange. And, uh, and then by the end of the season, well, after you've harvested, all the vines will die. Wow. Yep. So it, it's, what, so <laughs> is there anything you could do with the rootstock no. to prevent that? Nope. So what, what, I mean, there, there's a couple of companies. So, so the, like basically, I got a friend trying to grow Syrah right now. I got to tell him that. Yeah, no, it'll die. Um, I mean, it, it's it's really it's it's it sucks because it, it thrives in in Texas. Like it loves Texas. Yeah, I would oil. imagine it would love this weather perfectly. Yeah, thick um, skinned. Yep, a lot of sun. Yeah, it's high it's, alcohol. it's fantastic. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it, it pierces disease. Just fucking, it'll wipe it out. Like you'll you'll grow it for three or four or five years, and pierces disease will only affect it at that point. But it'll it'll just wipe out your entire crop and so i actually funny enough there's a there's this guy in um if you take blanco north out of 1604 yeah it's not a a registered vineyard i don't think but basically this guy he owns he owns some food service companies here in in san antonio and he planted maybe like three or four acres of syrah oh god and that was about four or five years ago, so I haven't checked back with him. But <laughs> oh man, 
It costs I'm, millions I'm, of dollars to plant that. I'm stuff. sure. I'm sure it'll be interesting for him. But well, I told him. I told him that about two years ago. I was like, "Look, like this is what I've heard of Syrah, and this is why people don't plant it." Um, there's a uh, whatever whatever that company is. Uh, I mean, basically like a A and M. Mm-hmm. They have that that facility out there that the they agricultural yeah, facility, and they uh, they are doing studies on how to graft Syrah onto Texas rootstock that'll take survive. Right. So I mean, as soon as they figure it out, I guarantee you it's going to be planted everywhere. But as of right now, I haven't heard it successfully being heard stock. So he basically has all the the French big boys though. Y'all have oh yeah all the all necessary. So right now, I think we're going to do a GTM. Is the plan Grenache Tempranillo Morved? Yep. Interesting. GTM. I yep. like that. I mean the the, gr- the Grenache blossoms out there. The Tempranillo is amazing out there. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's how like, fast it well, grows. Well, it thinks it's in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically, and I, I mean the the last wine that we have is is as close to a Spanish wine as I've I've tasted anywhere. I mean you can you can get that from California. Like you can get that from anywhere else in Texas. Well, we're talking about tasting. Uh, let's get into this one. So it smells to me. I get like honeysuckle, pineapple. Yeah, that. I mean, the pineapple is the first thing that hits you on the nose. Yeah, that just gets me straight up. It's um, like like bar- barbecued pineapple. Yeah, like if you're doing it with like pork or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, very like um. What do you call it? Bon mi or whatever. What do you call the fucking bon mi pulled pork sliders. Yeah. All right, let's taste this thing. And I can already tell by the legs on it, the alcohol evaporation. This is a little bit higher in alcohol before I even taste it than I would think. Mm-hmm. Is this about thir- like 13.6? 13.6? Yeah, like on the nose, 13.6. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a little higher. I think that white. that's the goal of most of his wines. Um, from like the research that he's done on the wines, most people try and do a 13.5. And, and that's like the. Hmm. For whatever reason, it's like the the That's sweet spot. The sweet spot. Yeah. This is interesting. Now, if you enjoy Rhone white blends, you get this wine. What kind? Were there neutral oak barrels or stainless steel? All stainless. Okay. There's no oak. The, yeah, I the, didn't, I'm not did getting a, any oak. We did a white in 2016 that was uh, six months in um, Hungarian oak barrels. So all of our all of our wines are the reds at least are aged in Hungarian oak. Okay. So it's almost fresh oak, not neutral. Yeah, fresh oak. Okay. Um and it gives it almost this like Christmas nutmeg, Christmas yeah, cookie the type baking spice. Yeah. yeah, it gives us this Christmas cookie type feel to it. Now, so people listening right now, uh if you don't know what oak does to wine is uh brand new oak will change the flavor profile of a wine and will also increase tannin. Tannin is what the dry part uh, that you feel, the dryness on the tongue that you get. Uh, that You'll get wood tannins. But then if it's brand new oak, which means it hasn't been used so much that there's no more flavor essentially left in the wood, uh, that becomes neutral oak and it's about the same as stainless steel or um, cremant style, as they would say, for... Um, what am I trying to say? Sorry. Uh, I got lost in thought on that. But so brand new oak will give it like baking spices. That malolactic fermentation will happen a lot of times. That's what gives it that butteriness to wine. Um, that 
butterscotch, vanilla, sometimes even chocolate when it comes to red wines. So this one, though, uh, it's got it's a little thick, man. It's a little thick, but I like it. Yeah. It, it, it's got a cool mouthfeel. We, we've done some... Yeah, it's uh, almost like oily mm-hmm. mouthfeel. So there, there's something that we started doing with these wines where you... I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but basically we, we introduced the dead yeast, the lees. Yeah, the lees. And that, in the finishing stages of the wine, gives it that smooth, silky wow. mouthfeel. I've never heard of anyone doing that. It's interesting. I don't... I don't like. I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's common practice, but I don't. I don't either. But that, I mean, this this dude. It's definitely he's, he's um. He's an interesting guy. Like he's 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 a radiologist by day, loves wine. Just got got into wine. Ended up buying the vineyard. We uh, I think they've been there for about seven or eight years now. And uh, the the root stock that we bought was two years old. So I think it's it's getting up to like an, a nine years. Okay. On the vines. Um, and which, then, is, which is a good age right there. That's a good producing age. You want your vines to grow for at least like four or five before you can start making something tangible. Yeah. Now, if people don't know, too, the yeast we just called lees is the dead yeast. And a lot of people will get that um, in champagne. Uh, a lot of times they like to keep the lees in the champagne. Uh, it's just a style. And we you get a lot of on the nose, which I'm not getting any on here. Is like bread yeast is usually what you would get. Yeah. So you're reintroducing the dead yeast, yet it's not coming off on the nose at all. Mm. That's very impressive. So they they did it a lot on the Cinso on the second one, and I mean, com- but beforehand and after, like it's nine day difference. Like it, it literally, it was it was great before. It's amazing afterwards. Like the the mouth feel. Is there a certain just, um like a term for this technique? Of winemaking? Not that I know of. I don't know. I'm. I, I think I'm fairly new to winemaking. I'm not new to wine drinking, but <laughs> you're but, very knowledgeable. Yeah. I mean, and you were I, even telling me about uh, wanting to do your W set. Yeah. No. I, I. I've been thinking about it. And I. I've, I've talked to the owners about it, and they. They think it's a good idea. So I. I think I might pick that up. I mean, just as a, you know. I, I mean, it's not going to be a bad to skill to no, have. Something handy to have. Especially if I plan on staying in this field. Now, I do love the color, and you said you wanted less skin contact on right. the next so one. So the, the, the white grapes, they'll produce – like, like you, you, you harvest the white grapes, and they are this color. Mm-hmm. They're that bright yellow. Now, um, but I like the intensity of this. Mm-hmm. And it's more Roussan to me than it is. Right. No, it's heavy Roussan, 70, 70%. Okay. Because so it was Vignette, it would be a lot more fruit forward. This yeah, is definitely so Roussan. The the previous one, I think it was 90% Viognier and 10% Muscat. Yeah, but that's was, what you make was, Moscato yeah, with. Yeah, so it was, it was interesting because it, uh, it had that little sweetness from the Muscat. And then the Viognier ends up picking up this desert sage, almost terroir from mm. the area. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it grows between the rows. It's, it's rampant out there. Um, you walk down the rows and that's the first thing you smell. Um, very nice. So I think we harvested those a little bit later. Now, but, but I will say though, the skin contact this long is nice because I think I'm getting more. Fl- that's why it's so big. Yeah, it's big. I like it. I mean, if you want to go for aesthetics, it looks like an aged like Chardonnay, Chardonnay or something yeah, like that, like a real oaked. 
but it's not at all and i still love the finish yeah a lot of a lot of people think it's oxidized so like when they open up yeah the first port they're like way too dark this is this is only a year old it's like how old is this like they're like are you sure it's 2018 people people that don't know um when you age red wine it becomes lighter in color and when you age white wine it becomes darker in color Mm mm-hmm so like really old champagnes and things like that will be really like yellow, really yellow. Um, that's what um, I'm getting almost like a brown. Like I've I've seen some like heavy brown, like Chardonnay, like some, some like robust. Yeah, that just carried throughout the years. I yeah, don't I, I don't this. I don't know that this could age that long. Like maybe five years, but I don't think you really want to age this one too much. Um, I think this is nice just. This is like a patio pounder for actual wine drinkers. Yeah. Like if you appreciate good white wine or you know wine, yeah. this is nice. Um, yeah, I mean, and it, it has a pretty good, like the finish is long too. Mm-hmm. It just kind of lingers on your tongue. It's not like abrasive. Like a, like there's a lot of lot of wines that have that aftertaste that you're just like, can I just, I need to get this off. Like yeah. what's the next thing that I need to drink? I don't feel like the acid is high enough for me to want it with certain... So I, like I mean, fish. Once stuff? it warms up, that acid actually comes through a little bit longer. Like it's it on that finish, it, you get that acid, but I mean, a little bit chilled. I think it it just kills that. Perfect. Well, that was the first wine, and again, uh, where can they find this at? So, <laughs> have we released this yet? Yeah, so I mean, we we've got it at Blue Star Provisions. Blue Blue Star has everything that we had so far. We we just did a tasting out there maybe like a month ago. Um, Blue Star in San Antonio, Texas. So as far as like in Texas, uh, you can find it anywhere in Alpine, Marfa, Fort Davis. I mean, literally, like there's more places that carry it that don't. Uh, there's, and that's just because they just opened maybe like a month ago. Yeah. Um, San Antonio wise, uh, most of them carry just the heraldic, because um, I think that's that's what they just they launched the first the heraldic first that, that I think we bought that in Halloween last year, and most people have that. These new three, uh, maybe within the last two months, have been bottled. So okay. not a lot of people have them yet. Um, and are they able to buy these online? Oh yeah. On the on the website chateauright.com, um, you can buy them. Um, I think we do like a three bottle minimum, just because the the shipping's a little high. Uh, we we just signed a deal with. Why buy less than three bottles anyways? Yeah, Come no, on. I mean, Come uh, on, I think people. that was with FedEx. FedEx was charging us like forty dollars for shipping. Like, doesn't matter if you did one or three bottles. It was forty dollars for shipping. So yeah. like the one bottle didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we we just signed with UPS, and I think that that dropped it significantly, made it very reasonable. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah. I really like this one. Oh, this is over a ninety pointer for me, especially for Texas white wine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty insane, man. Uh, just in general, I don't know. I probably I'm probably over six hundred different white wines that I've tasted now. And this one is uh, just that finish is so unique. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I would a- pair this with like it c- because of that oily finish. Like most people, you know, white wine, fish, and stuff like that. Maybe like something not as oily, like light pork. 
light pork, definitely. Um, this could be a good substitute with oil uh, or something spicy would actually be great. Like Thai chicken Thai, wings yeah. in this wine. Hell yeah. Some Thai food in this wine. Oh, dude. Deal. Over. Or just really nice, uh, you know, in a bucket on ice next to you on your patio. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you do appreciate breaking down different varietals and this is nice. It's not your normal, typical patio pounder, Chardonnay, Sauve Blanc, but thank you. Great one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, get the and I, I think the... The nose, though, is just so powerful. That's what I got. That's what got me. I love pineapples. I don't know fucking people. If you don't like pineapples, then something's wrong with you. Yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's one of the best damn fruits out there. You know, you used, to, you used to have pineapples for royalty. Like, they would just carry a pineapple around at a party, and that'd be like carrying, like, a Gucci or Louis Vuitton purse. Like, yep, you're just like, you you're just chill with one in your hands. Some and just exotic walk shit around, there. pass it, and... <laughs> If you could afford a pineapple, you were like big shit back yeah. then. Yeah. And then it, then it turned into adopting black babies yeah. and now <laughs> it's Gucci bags. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to pause as we open up the next bottle. All right. All right. We are on now. What is the name of this one right here? Uh, Griffin Red. Griffin Red. Yeah. Just bottled like a month and a half ago. Now, what's interesting about this is it's 100% Sinso. And Sinso is a blending grape, like you just mentioned, uh, off mic. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's normally an afterthought. Like, it, like, they put it in just to, like, even everything out. Yeah. Um, like, uh, grapes like Tanat that are really big or Petit Verdot that are very inky, they'll use maybe 2 or 3% in the blend to give it color, maybe a certain aroma. Mm -hmm. And this is a blending grape. Have you ever uh, seen Lamont? I think it's Lamont. Maybe not. So. It's it's like a local Texas thing, but man, you talk about inky, like it's jet black, jet black. Yeah, like you touch it, and your hands stained for like two weeks. I like that. <laughs> I fucking like that. Hell yeah. What's your this one? Huh, whatever one. Uh, yeah. Well, well let's put these. These are so good. Yeah. yeah. Throw me just a splash for a rinse real quick. Oh, wow. I like the color. It's super light. Almost like rosé. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's extra light. I guess maybe a little bit darker than a rosé, but... Oh, wow. It's not... That's like a rosado. Yeah. I oh, mean, it's, wow, it's man. not... The color is not there at all. But... I mean, when what, so here here's the funny thing is when when we we had it in the tank, we checked the the color and everything, and then we ran it through filters before we bottled, and the filters just stripped that color. So I, I don't know. Out of it? I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um. What's? Well, I mean, it's a beautiful color. Yeah. I mean, it's wrong it's, with the color. No, no, no. It's just. I mean, it's, it's just, like Pinot Noir Gamay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super light. You can see right through it. You can see your fingers through the wine. Yep. It's a beautiful color. Uh, let's see here. So, I mean, you're, you're still going to get that smoke. It is very smoky. Uh, yeah, this is like... Oh, man. Smoky. little tad bit of leather on it. I like the nose. So, it's funny. is You get that, that smoke in that leather, and then when you, you taste it, it's... It's so fucking smooth. It's like, you're like, where did that even come from? Oh, man. <laughs> that is awesome. 
But there's a little. I got a little spice on the back end for a second. Hold up. Yeah. Oh man, acid is a lot higher in this one than it is uh, the previous. Mm -hmm. This has got. I say medium plus acid. It's not overwhelming, but it's there. It's, it's making it, my mouth I think it's water. a good like a little aperitif. Yep. You have a glass of this before you eat, and you're like, yep, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm Your stomach's yep. going. Get a salad down with it. Yeah, you just get yeah, like a good Caesar or something. Just a oh yeah, a little creaminess. The acid will cut through this. Mm -hmm. The acid's almost good enough to go with like pork. This could go with yeah. No, it's it's, it's like a badass barbecue wine. It is. It smells like a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> it smells straight like a barbecue smoke and yeah. a little bit of leather. Yeah. The only, and not in a bad way, but like the only fruit I'm really getting is like prune, but not like a black currant, maybe. Maybe a little black currant, mm -hmm. but not like bad prune. No, no, like no. The no. wine's gone bad. Like, no, no, no. Like just... a oh, fig. Let yeah. me say that. Like fig. I can see that. Yeah, this is like dates, figs. Like a black mission fig. Like a like a hearty black mission fig. Oh, yeah. You just bite into and it's juicy, ready to go. Yeah, and it gets your mouth watering. Yeah. So what's the story behind this one? Why do you want to go 100% on a blending grape that's so usually used less than yeah, 10% since, Yeah, like ten, 5 or 10% usually is what they usually put in there. But, uh, I mean, the since the so, so we, we um, me and the owner, I mean, we had a couple... 100% Cinsos, and it's real far and few in between. Like, literally, I think we found, like, two. That makes sense. Yep. Um, but the two that we tried are just, they they knock it out of the park. Like, it's it's fantastic. It's well-balanced. It's structured. They've been doing it for years. Um, and I, I think they're going, like, $60 a bottle. So, I guess that's the, the yeah. goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I found 100% Petit Verdot one time. Yeah. 100% like Cab Francs. Yeah. They're going to cost and, and, you. And, yeah, and the reason is, I mean, it, usually it doesn't grow really well. Like, it's an afterthought because it's such a low-producing fruit that you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to throw it into whatever that I have. Whatever blend that I have, I'm just going to mm. throw it in there because it, it produces less than normal. Um, But... Funny enough, Sinso grows amazingly out there. It's so, really? it's so. Because that's for, like a varietal uh, I would never have guessed. Right. A varietal I would never no, have it, guessed. It, it, it murders out there. It kills. So we're, we're actually going to grow 10 acres just of Sinso. So that oh, wow. that's going to be our. This would make a this great is gonna, rose. This is going to be there for a while. Um. You know, I think when we when we plant the ten acres, I think we might put a little bit of this plus the Grenache and the Rosé. Um, we've also got maybe like one or two, three, four acres in Natalia, maybe like a little little south of Lytle. I know where it's yeah. at. Yeah, um, and that's that's currently where we have our Rosé grapes. So we we've got some Grenache. We've got some. Uh, are you allowed to Are you allowed to speak on what grapes you're growing for the Rosé? Uh, or you keep that under wraps I don't, I don't right even now. remember, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some that I don't even, I don't, I've never heard of. Like Zeno Mavro or something? No. Um, I mean, it, it, they're, they're just ones that I, I personally have never heard of. Um, gotcha. cause I mean, I, I mean, I, I usually, I, I'm not as well versed in wine as I thought I was before I started doing this. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things that you're, 
you're never going to feel like you are. No. I mean, wine it, is especially, one of those you, especially that, you go you into Italy and you're just like. Oh, no. I think I told you this first time uh, we hung out. I, I met a master psalm and he was telling me a story. We were drinking uh, tech psalm in Dallas. And he was like, yeah, I, I got a friend. He's a master. And he was like, he's been studying Italy for like 28 years. Yeah, I believe and that. And he says he only knows about 45% there is to know about it. Yeah. So it's like when well, you like, get into wine. Yeah, like I, I was super familiar with all the, the wine lists like everywhere. And then you go to an Italian restaurant and you look at it, you're just like, uh, I yeah, know. What's the difference? I know a Barbaresco. And I a know Barola. Chianti and that's it. Yeah, like, and you're like, well, and then what is Chianti? Is San yeah, Giovese? It was, is it yeah. a Brunello? Is it a fucking Chianti Classico? Right. It's like nah, you, the you, Italians, you man. And then I mean, I, I, not yeah. wanting to grow all the French grapes, so mm-hmm. they don't, the Super Tuscans is a whole or other they, thing. Or they take that grape and they're like, fuck that name. We're going to name it something different. Yep. That, that happens like, too. They're like, nah. Just it's how they are with their food, though. We make better sauce on this side, mm-hmm. you know. I can say that though. I'm Italian. I know how this shit goes. Yeah. But and and to be honest, uh, you like Spanish and Italian wine, right? That's yeah, like I love your, it. Your love two it. favorites. Yeah, I mean Sp- Spanish, like Spanish Rioja, or uh, more of a uh, Toro guy when it comes to Spain. But yeah, I mean, I, you you put a Spanish wine in front of me, I'll drink it. I don't yeah. care. Same. I don't care what it is. I've never really had a bad Rioja. Like I, if it's I, ten years plus age, like I'm, yeah, always been good. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's. Um... Now these are old world countries that have very archaic wine laws, and you wouldn't even think they're wine laws. They're wine laws, so they have specific ways of growing the grapes. What percent of a grape you can use to call it a certain thing? Uh, how long it has to be actually aged before you can release it. Spain is one of those places, especially Rioja, which is going to be northeastern Spain, uh, almost by the Bosque people um, mm-hmm. who do their own style of wine, which is they do great white wines. Yeah. But, so like, like you have the Crianza, which is like their low end, and then the Re. I think it's Rioja. Then you go to Rioja, yeah. and then you have your reserve, and then you reserve, have your Grand Reserve. And then Grand Reserve, yeah. So basically, it. They break it down to where you can't call wine a reserve or a grand reserve unless it's been aged for this many years in this oak for this long. So for the price point, too, I always felt Spain was great because you can spend $20 on a bottle that has already been aged 10 years plus and been carefully taken care of, not pumped with sulfites, and will go with food. Or mm-hmm. by itself. Oh, it per- Spanish, perfect with food. The Spanish really figured out their wine because the Italians they make a lot of wine to only for food. Mm-hmm. I feel like Spain makes wine to drink and also to pair with food. Right. Uh, definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, that. You, you put twenty dollars in a Spanish bottle. You 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 put that same. T- you try and get that same output from like France, and you're spending a hundred dollars. Yeah. Or Napa. Right. You're getting nothing. So I, I, it's the same thing with Cava. Cava is the best sparkling uh, wine right now for the price. Okay. For the price. Okay. I mean, you're spending 8 to $10. Okay, so no, what people don't know, too, sparkling wine is called different things in different parts of the world. In Italy, uh, they call it Prosecco, which is made from the Glera grape. Uh, in Spain, it's called... Uh, Cava. Cava, which is... Many different grapes they mm. use for it. Spain has the Grenache Blanc is one of yeah, the main I ones. Yeah, I think Grenache Blanc is what they mainly... And then in uh, France, it's called Champagne. Champagne and Champagne, or just 
Uh, sparkling wine. Yeah. <laughs> Method champagne wall. Yeah, yeah. Same thing in California. Yeah. Sh- sparkling wine. Sparkling wine. Um, so when you're drinking kava, it is a great deal because you're tasting something that is dry like champagne. It's not going to have the yeast and the least that we talked about earlier, that bread yeasty taste that you get from France that people pay money for. Uh, but you're getting quality product and you're not... And people are over, not over Prosecco, but I'd rather drink a Cava than a Prosecco. Yeah. Too sweet. If I can't Prose- afford Prosecco, champagne. Now, now time is too sweet. Like yeah, they put, they put it, too it much is. leftover residual sugar. The, the Cava is super dry. Mm-hmm. Like the dry Cava is super dry. Very you're dry, spending, straight to you're the spending point. like eight to $15 a, maybe a bottle. a bottle. And it tastes so much. It, it tastes just, like a 30, 40, $50 bottle yeah. of champagne. So next time you're going out there, don't look for something from California. Don't get a Prosecco. If you're trying to find a good deal, get your bottle of Cava. Yeah, spend, total has it. If you it. spend $15, you're getting a high-end bottle. Total, yeah. Total, total, <laughs> total has it for like 8 bucks in it. I, I forget what it's called, but they have a decent $8 bottle of Cava. They'll rock your socks. And it, and, and most, most people, like I, I've been trying to like change most of my friends that are... Bubble drinkers? Yeah, I mean bubble drinkers, but like mimosa drinkers, like they're they're like, oh, I need oh. orange juice with my mimosa, and I'm like, why don't you just drink it straight? And they're like, oh, I don't, know. I've never tried that before. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, why? I'm like, honestly, you can get a bottle of Tots, extra dry, and it'll change your fucking world for seven forty five or seven fifty dollars. Like it's it's that's a California one, but you get an eight dollar bottle of Cava, you just just drink it straight. Now, this one, I'm going to tell you all, this is just going to be one to look up, but the uh, Cordon, Cordon, C-O-D-O-R-N-I-U. Now, I had this, and they actually make this from Pinot Noir, this cava. Yeah. Um, I have the 2012. It has over a thousand different ratings. It's almost a 4.0, and it is their Grand Conduro Vintage Pinot Noir Cava Rosado 2012. I like sparkling pink bubbles. But, I mean, you can... Sparkling wine, sparkling wine. Rosé usually costs a lot more because it's a lot harder to do sparkling rosé than it is to do uh, like a, just a normal sparkling wine. But this blew my socks off, and, I got, and it retails for $14.65. Nice. And that's Spain for you. So. Yep. There's a there's one in specs. It's called Dibon or something. Dibon, and it's it's yeah. It's like a it it looks like Vouve. Yeah, it's a it's no, a Vouve Clicquot color. Yeah, um, the yellow label. Yeah, but it's eight bucks, um, and it tastes better hot than it does cold. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, a lot like of people you, think you it's literally, weird. You that... buy it off the shelf and you pop it. It's fucking fantastic. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get me one. Mm-hmm. So literally eight bucks. It's, it's any specs. And see, guys, when you have celebrations, impress your friends. Don't go out there and get yourself a bottle of bubbly you don't know anything about. You know what I mean? Like, go out, get a bottle of cava, and just know enough to say, "Yeah, this is sparkling wine from Spain." Mm-hmm. And then That's people it. are gonna go, "Oh, what the fuck?" And they're gonna go, "Oh my god, this is so exotic!" Like. You're you're introducing my palate to another part of the world. This yeah. isn't just something pumped out of California where they pump actual CO2 into a lot of the wines. Oh yeah. With a lot of residual sugar 
and a lot of sulfites. Well, I, I and mean, then you, people you go, I don't drink. Yeah, Corbell. They give us. They give Texas the shit Corbell. Like you can't well, get the actual cor- So if you go to California, you can try the Corbell. In, the only thing in California you should drink is Moe, the Chandon stuff, because yeah. it's Rothschild family style yeah. from France, and they they get it. But you ever wonder why you wake up and you're hungover because you drink bubbles? It's not because. Oh, I don't do champagne or sparkling wine. It's because you're drinking trash. Sure. Essentially, you're drinking trash. So, if you get a kava, they're purists out there. It's like the same people. Oh. Like my friends used to drink McCormick vodka, and they yeah. were just like, "Why do I feel so terrible the next morning?" I was like, it's like "Because there's so many impurities in it. <laughs> because it's such <laughs> trash. Yeah, it's just <laughs> pumpful impurities. Now, like like the Italians, like the like the Spanish, they are purists." The French, they're purists, and the Germans, they're definitely purists. Good Gerstmeiner or Gerstmeiner. Um, I, I uh, Riesling, German Riesling is dry. Good dry German Riesling yeah. is what I find that most Psalms or wine drinkers will go to. Yeah, uh, people that drink sweet Rieslings or like blue slate Rieslings, they're getting into wine. But you know what? If you're trying to well, drink wine and you're getting into it and you like it. Then I'm happy. Yeah. As long as you like wine, that's a step of you not drinking White Claw, which I have nothing against. <laughs> I drank eleven of them uh, in a row the other night. Just what have, like, where was the twelfth? I couldn't finish it. <laughs> uh, it was the lemon lime, and it tasted like a melted down uh, <laughs> shitty margarita. And so I got myself a Lone Star Light, like a fucking gentleman, and I finished my twelfth drink off like that. <laughs> And you, uh, I should just poured it into that. I will say though, I should. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say though, I crushed the first four in like the first fifteen minutes. I was yeah. like, "This is fucking nothing." Water. And I will say the black cherry flavor. Isn't it seltzer? I've never tried yeah. one. They're actually really good. It tastes like the old <laughs> seltzer water. When I was growing up, my pops used to get the carbonated seltzers and drink them. Yeah. When he had kids, he quit drinking, you know, and like provide for the family and do all that. It'll save money. We were poor growing up. Yeah. So he would drink seltzer water, though, and he would chew on cinnamon sticks because he used to dip. So yeah. he would, like, chew on cinnamon sticks and drink seltzer water. Right. So when I cracked open the first black cherry White Claw. I took a sip. Not only was it nostalgic, it was actually good. Yeah. It didn't have that fake aspartame oh, I hate that. Uh, taste. You know, that, that aftertaste? It didn't oh, my, have that. My, my business partner would just, like, she she is, like, hardcore Diet Coke. And I like I'm just like I don't know how you drink, I don't know how, I don't, well, I don't know how you drink that biome first off like you're right but like the, like just the, the flavor on it just know. like I don't drink soda unless there's booze in it and that's very rare yeah like, like how, how do you drink I, that shit straight I gotta cut it with Jack Daniels or like some yeah, other shitty whiskey I can do a Jack and Coke but yeah like like the other night I was at a really nice cocktail bar in San Antonio called 1919. And they specialize in bourbons and whiskeys. And if you're in San Antonio, definitely check them out. But even when I was there, I did Jameson on the rocks with uh, two dashes of peach bitters. All right. I didn't want to cut it with anything. Yeah. You know? But I also just didn't want it straight on the rocks. I wanted a little flavor. Okay. Uh, bitters is your friend. Yeah. And it's also like 70% alcohol as well. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So if you get a double, three splashes. You change a lot of things with a couple dashes of bitters. Yeah. yeah. And uh, whiskey and peach go really well together. I see that, um, but this wine, beautiful, very clean too. If you I ever, mean, if you ever, fucking, clean, if you ever man, do like a whiskey it. podcast, like I'll be on there. Like I want to be on there. Okay, word. Yeah, because yeah, we'll honestly, tasting. man, 
You know, you you will usurp me in knowledge when it comes to bourbon. And I whiskey. I know more about whiskey than I do about wine. It's well, insane. Then, it's insane. You need to come over here, and then you. We'll do a whiskey thing. Bring I'll, I'll bring bu- bring William with his uh his guitar and his voice. We'll fucking hang out. And yeah, sh- he shipping. likes whiskey. I got some whiskey, bros. And then we can set up another mic too. Maybe get three people on this thing, and we'll do a little whiskey review. Deal. Um, I really like this wine though, and they can find this one on the web. Not yet though, right? No, we this, just these are this? all these are all on the website. Okay, awesome. all of, all of them are on the website. Now um, the first one uh, we didn't get to. What does that one retail at the moment? Uh, not, not shipping. Just what does I mean, it, retail? It, it depends place to place. Um, Got you. We I'll don't be, have to talk about no, pricing. I, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Uh, it it's going to be cheaper if you find it at a liquor store. Um, if you buy it online and you really really want it, you can buy it. I think it's like thirty two ninety nine. Um, the heraldic is the only one that's yeah thirty two ninety nine for the white, the griffin red, and the jackrabbit red thirty five ninety nine for the heraldic. Um, if you really want it, go to Blue Star Provisions. It's twenty three ninety nine. There you go. 23 yeah. bucks. Yep. This thing is killer. Yeah. I'm going to get one more dab of this thing, and then we're going to move on to the next wine. But I rarely in my life do I ever get the chance to drink 100% so because it's just one of those things. And if you're a wine drinker, when you have a grape that you use 5% in blends and all of a sudden just decide to do 100% of it, it's very interesting how it comes out and you get the full – representation of the varietal if you're nerdy and into wine like i am where you want to try 100 percent of varietals i don't do blends often unless they're like known blends or something um but what I, I i would always search when i was learning about wine i would go find like okay i know petite verdot is a blending grape but i need to have 100 percent petite verdot just a bottle of it so i can know exactly the essence of what this grape is or Tanat is a blending grape, which now Uruguay is the number one producer of Tanat, which is interesting, not France. But I would find 100% Tanat or I'd find 100% Cab Franc. And they're not easy to find things like that. Yeah. So that's kind of amazing that you are making 100% Senso and you're doing it in Texas yep. with Roostocks from France. Yep. So uh, congratulations. This is, I mean, you're two for two right now, bro. I don't even know. That's fantastic. I don't. I mean, I would have to give this such a high rating because I've never had another hundred percent. I don't think if I did, it would taste as good. You know, and the fact that you got the rootstocks and everything, the vines themselves, you went through all that. Yep. And you produced. And how many years did it take on the vine for this to give a producible wine? Uh, I think you're looking at four to five. Four so to five four to five years, years on this yeah. one. Beautiful wine, man. Congratulations, man. Chateau right. Shout out to uh, com. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get no, I mean, on it, guys. It's, this it's, thing it's, is beautiful. It's, it's fantastic. And I – oh, shit. My bad. Um, no, it's – it's 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 crazy because, like, I, I – like, I, I mean, I've been up to Fredericksburg, and I've been out all those wineries and stuff like that. And I, I used to go when I was younger to, like, I don't know, with – a girlfriend or a yeah, female yeah. friend then you were trying to impress you take them up there and you go drink for day drink and yeah. have a great time um you had a german restaurant and yeah back there yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> um and then hopefully yeah. have sex yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, wine you, usually you, leads to that. Yeah, you you take them up there and you try all these wines, and I I, I think even back then, man, like I, I wasn't like super into wine, but I knew that I didn't appreciate anything that I tried up there. Like I tried it, and I was just like, "This is okay." Um, I will say, man, I, it's nothing I like, like I had in the store. Vineyards. I'm not gonna trash any. Because no. I definitely will not do that because I want this entire um, all. I just happy that Texas has AVAs now, uh, but I will say Bending Branch is one of my personal yeah. favorites. So um, I, I would say Bending Branch, Ryan Yates, which is also Spicewood, um, us, and maybe McPherson. Oh, uh, McPherson and makes, that, and that would be. I am. As, I am as partial- far as like the top ones, vineyards, not wineries. Well, there's a many wineries that don't make their own grapes. Um, but yeah, vineyards. Those are those are probably my top four. I will say this though: I am very partial to Becker, just because I started yeah. drinking it when it tasted kind of just like dirt, <laughs> and now I've had every vintage of Becker. If you don't know what vintage is, people, it's not the year the wine comes out. It's the year the grapes are pulled. Right. A lot of people don't know that, so they think, oh, you know, why is this, this is a two-year-old wine? No, that's, it took two years for it to get there now, but right. in that bottle on the shelf. Uh, Not even just on the bottle. Like, they, they might have messed with it in the tank or yep. the barrel for a year, and then sometimes it's even they more. finally bottled it, and that's when it came out. Yep. So that's what a vintage is. And I'll tell you, uh, I don't want to get philosophical right now, but uh, like wine and in life, nothing changes but the vintage, my friends. Yeah, because we, we got a 2016 version of this one that is we're – basi- we're basically this is doing – the Jackrabbit? Yeah, Jackrabbit. So basically we're turning the 2016 version of this into a port. Like a like a redneck oh, redneck wow. port. A redneck port? I like that. It developed some like crazy like – flavor to it and we weren't super about that so it's it's been how high was it in alcohol uh so the ports l- are usually like 17 to 20 right so the last time i checked it it was at 15 right about <laughs> a little a little under 15 yeah, so percent some heat to it so it's it's got a little bit more to go i just poured some more yeast in it yesterday and uh or like a day ago two days ago i don't remember but so the yeast, uh, I had to get it acclimated to the high alcohol content so it wouldn't die as soon as I poured it in there. So like I, how I, did you do that? You you got to so what you do is you you take the yeast, you feed it a ton of shit, just a ton of sugar, yeah, a little bit of boost. Like there's some different boosts that you can put in there, um, and you put it in like a five gallon bucket and let it grow. And then two days later, you bring it back out, let it warm up. You put a little more sugar in there, get God, it, get it rolling just again. Like moonshine, right? But but what you do is you you take like a like a a little bit of the wine that's high alcohol and you pour it in there, and then it acclimates to it. It acclimates to it. Wow! Um, but then you let it sit for a couple days. You pull it back out. You put a little more sugar in there, and it just keeps yeah, the whole process going. You put a little more wine in there and let it let it like go a little bit and once you see the foam come back on the top like it's it's eating it mm-hmm. you can visually see now, that so it's eating if it. people at home uh if you don't know when you're fermenting any kind of alcohol yeast eats sugar and it shits out pardon my french not really it shits out alcohol 
Carbon yeah. dioxide, heat. Yep. And um, out of those is why we have the beautiful spirits and wines we do today. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, James, I'm about to go take a little Dom Caesar break real quick, and we can open this next bottle. Uh, cool. And we're going to move on to the Jackrabbit Red. Yep. And this is going to be the Tempranillo Grenache. Yeah, this one's Grenache, uh, Grenache Mouved. Oh, Grenache Mouved? Yeah. 70, 70 Grenache, 30 Mouved. Okay, and this could be Spain or France. They like, both of them like to do this blend. Mm. Uh, it's very, um, it's it's super jammy. Like as soon as as soon as you put it in your mouth, it's like biting into like like if you had toast with blackberry jam. Yeah, that's what you're tasting. Like an old vine Zinfandel mm-hmm. from like Cali or something. Like heavy, but it doesn't have that same like. Okay, well, bite. I'm interested. Uh, for y'all, uh, it's gonna be one second. For us, it'll be might be like five or ten. Hey, all right, we are back and we are pouring the Jack Rabbit Red from Chateau Wright. Out of uh, West Texas, some of the best damn Texas wine you're ever going to fucking drink, kids. And you can go to ChateauRight.com and already start ordering it. All right? And now this Jackrabbit Red is going to be a Grenache Tempranillo blend. Mouved. Oh, Grenache Mourved blend. I don't know why I keep getting Tempranillo (laughs) in my head on it. You're you're like ready for the last one. I I might be. But, um... No, this is nice. This is Spain all day. Uh, beautiful color, uh, like black cherry. Hundred mm-hmm. percent right, black cherry in color. Super deep. Uh, like the legs on it are nice. The tears, as you would say. So one way, uh, when people talk about the legs on wine, what it is is alcohol evaporation. If it falls off the side of the glass like water, water is low alcohol has content. No alcohol. So thicker the legs and the longer the legs last means there's more alcohol within the uh, within the blend. And uh, yeah. the legs on this are nice little thick daddies, I would say. This one's a higher percentage. I think it's yeah, four, this 14 and a half. 14, I would say 14.3. Yeah, 14.5. 14.5? Yep. Nice. Uh, the nose is just scream spain to me and it, if you don't drink wine then yeah like a, like it's a, gonna like hard a, explain like a deep rioja or uh how would you explain this flavor or this nose to someone uh in in like a layman's I've, term i've had it um it's really hard like, to it and i would say tempranillo but it's not it's uh it does it does smell tempranillo to me i don't know it's just me it's just probably because i drink a lot of tempranillo with grenache there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain smell that gives it away if you're in a blind taste. You go straight to Spain when you smell it. I don't know how to explain it yeah. to people who don't drink wine, but uh, there's a certain smell on the nose. It's a mix between earth and fruit. That's yeah, like dirty, very, dirty fruit, dirty fruit. I don't know. That's the closest. Like, dirty fruit, like dirty pop. Uh, it's just like dirt, dirt covered floors and like ripe fruit. Yeah, and it's not like super Bordeauxish where it's like mothballs in grandma's closet or a cigar <laughs> box or something. You know, it's like it's who, it's who got that like dusty it? fruit to it. Um, but the color is beautiful, and uh, I'm gonna sip now, man. And you said this is gonna be. You say it's jammy. It's so jammy in the front, like it's super jammy. 
Mm. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it, it literally, you, you put blackberry Whoa. jam on toast, and you yep. take a bite, like, huge bite, and that's what you're getting. Hmm. All right, give myself a second here real quick. This is a totally different animal from the last one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're definitely so. looking at something much heavier. Like, on, honestly, when I do the tasting, I used to put this one last. But I don't know. It's heavier. There, but it's got a smooth uh, mouthfeel. Yeah. It almost has the oily mouthfeel that the... So you, you, I think, I think you're still looking at that Lee's. I think... I think... I think... I, I don't remember exactly which ones he I put it in. I think did it. On this one, I think he just does it as a finishing note on all of them. I don't, I don't know if it's on the heraldic. I think that's something he learned a little bit I after didn't taste that. It. I didn't taste it on the uh, Senso at all. No, it's so it's in the Senso for sure. I promise. But does, I didn't feel it. No, feel it but on this. Maybe maybe this one has a little bit more. I don't know. But he, uh, yeah, that that that's definitely his like finisher because he. Uh, you ever think about like stewed raspberries? Yeah, like a stewed fruit, for sure. Definitely yeah. stewed, like between. Like a, like a not bor- blue like fruit, a, like a grape, like a borscht. Mm. And you get that vinegar note. Uh, the vinegar notes more to me, just like a the light. Acidity. Yeah, like a light vinegar, it's but not. you get that like heavy beet and like dark fruit notes from it. Hmm. Okay. Nope. Now things are coming through. Hold up. Spicy on the back end. Now I'm getting it. Hold up. It's, it's like heavy. Dude, like one, it's it's just it tastes... just weighs on you. It's that that juice. Well, it doesn't remind me of Rioja. This reminds me more of like Ribeiro del Doro or like Toro. Yeah. Almost Portuguese, to be honest. All right. This takes me to Portugal. Take that. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly like it's it's just this it's it's a, it's super jammy in the front and then it just kind of even If you're like but a but if you're like a re, like an actual red uh Zinfandel drinker, mm-hmm. you're going to fucking love this. I'd say this is a mix between like a heavy cab and a light zin and then you just marry those yeah. perfectly together. You, you're getting heat because the alcohol content on the back of the throat, and so it's like, not a, like an old like, vi- like an old vine zin, like an old vine zin, and then you but put that you're like a getting, light, like a heavy cap together. What you're getting from an old vine zin, not like an Italian one, which you know, primitivo for people out there who don't know, old vine. Basically, the vine has to be producing fruit or vintages for thirty plus years, usually forty plus years. People have different laws, uh, but. They grow Zinfandel in Lodi, California, that this is reminding me of right now. Um, it's taking me there, but not on the nose, but on the palate. On the palate, it has this like chocolate-covered black, not cherry. It looks like black cherry, but it's like a chocolate-covered black raspberry with a little bit of pepper. I don't know. This is fucking delicious, dude. You know, and it, this is really honestly, tasty. it's it's gotten better every week that it's been in the bottle. Like I can only imagine. So this is the most. This is what we have the most of. Mm. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I I can sell the shit out of this, and I, we can be done with it by the end of the summer. But God, I am I'm really slow playing the shit out of this. I'm just trying to make sure that we like continually sell it and also keep everything in stock. 
So, but I mean, we've, we've got the most of this. So this is going to be here for at least another year. And I can only imagine what the fuck it's going to taste like. I can't. It's going to be amazing. Uh, it's big right now for yeah. sure. But jammy is not the word. It, it, okay. Yeah, there is jammy, but there is, it's bold. Mm-hmm. When I use the term jammy, I usually use it for something that's going to be fruit forward, mostly with no tannin. Right. Now this is, there's this tannins got, for sure. Got, it's drier. Uh, in the back of the palate, definitely dries out, but it still lingers. The mm-hmm. city, my mouth is still watering right yep. now. Uh, the pepper, it's like uh, white pepper. Not so much black pepper. It's more of a, it's there. Yeah. It's there enough to know it's there. Um, and it's not, it's so dark you would think blue fruit, like blueberry and black cherries. No, it's more raspberry. It's got this bright fruit, this red bright fruit characteristic to it but covered in like chocolate (laughs) which is interesting to me i feel i taste the chocolate i don't know about you i don't know if that's something is this and this is hungarian oak yep i don't know if i don't know all the specifics on hungarian oak so it's it's basically just it's it's exactly the same as french oak but because of the climate um Apparently the the grain structure is a little bit more close instead of relaxed, and because of that tight grain structure, it imparts a slightly different flavor to it than yeah. a, a French oak. So I mean, it, so the, the, this is how this one, the heraldic, came around. I think they had like thirty, forty people in like a blind, not a blind tasting, but um. They did a little bit in Hungarian. They did a little bit in French, and then they did a little bit in um, it's American, maybe American. Yeah, maybe American oak. But yeah, they 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 and literally a hundred percent of the people who tried it agreed that Hungarian oak was the best. So literally, he was just like, "This I, is I'm gonna, fantastic." I'm gonna go. May I have a little there. more of this? Yeah, one. go for it. This one's complex. This is the most complex one you, you've uh, poured me. Yeah, I mean it's it's. And I've had your. You've had one. the heraldic. So the same vintage on, or different vintage? The one so I had. 2017. They're both 17. They're the same. Okay. Yeah. We have, we haven't come in. This might be the most complex one. I don't. I don't know. I've had to do the heraldic. You, you know what's crazy is every day he's just like I should put more oak on it. Like I should put a little bit more oak on it. I don't know though. I don't know. Yeah, but you never know. That's the thing. You don't know. This is fucking perfect for me right now. You don't. And I can't even. You don't know what it would do. Year. But so another year, it's just going to tone down though. So if he wants to put more oak on it to keep this robust feeling, he has to put more oak on it. Well, I mean, it's already just bottled, for the last. so I'm yeah. not. I'm not pulling them out well, of the bottles. Next vintage, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Next yeah. vintage, but this is fucking fantastic, yeah. man. Are you out of your mind? Mm-hmm. This might be my favorite one. It's good. I like it. Like, uh, Jack honestly, Rabbit, I, I would do one. first, second, third, fourth. In in the in that order. I mean, I like white wines. They're just so. They're all so unique and different. Yeah. Most most vineyards or wineries like they will. It's most just, vineyards it's just like yeah, like that's the concept. Close. Yeah, they do one thing and they try to do that one thing very well. Mm-hmm. You're doing so many things and you're killing it, dude. You should you should try the rosé. Well, they, they didn't. They want, call me Daddy Rosé yeah, Blue Box. They didn't. Okay? I'm they like didn't. The rosé daddy of San They didn't Antonio. want to bottle the rosé this year because they felt that it wasn't ready. 
I tried it multiple times. Okay, out well, of the tank. I mean, I might as well change my username to Rose Daddy. Yeah. To be honest. So, <laughs> I've, I've, I, I've 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 had some of the best, even Domain Ott from Provence. Yeah. To Zeno Mavros, uh, Rose Sparkling Rosés. There, there's so. there's one Rosé that I've been trying to find that I had. I don't even remember what it's called. I I I believe I saved a photo, but I I literally have to go look through and figure it out. But it was just oh, the, amazing. I like bubbly rosé. I like sparkling rosé uh, a lot. Dude, so tell me tell me a little bit more about this. Like I'm like dude, the, the Gornache out there is so potent. That's all. That's why they only put 5% in this cuz you, you only put 5% in the heraldic and you still t- it's it shines through. Like yeah. it's 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 there. This is a big boy, man. It's there. But the you put 30, you put 70% in there and it's just it's really there like you can't you can't escape it you're surrounded by rosé or mm. grenache and that mouved is just god this wine is fucking good man yeah this needs to be on everyone's list right now i mean it's jack a, it's rabbit fantastic. red blend yeah and uh i think guys go this, to fucking chateau right com right now and order a bottle, order three bottles of this red blend. I'm not even kidding. This thing is, and I think so. the The artwork was from Franco Medina Ruiz, uh, a local San Antonio artist. Okay, um, but basically, it's 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 a white, stark white rabbit with a red eyes drinking a bottle of red. It's perfect. Yep. God, dude. This is my favorite. This almost... It's good. This sounds dumb, but you know what I'd pair this with? S'mores. Dude, sitting around a campfire. Okay. Chocolate, marshmallow, graham cracker. I mean, the campfire, the campfire I would do this and so, but like if you... No, if you're just I, doing... I wanted to... I, I don't want to contrast. I want to... Yeah. Yeah, this okay. would be so fucking perfect. Hershey's chocolate marshmallow graham cracker. Wash it down with this right now with the baking spices. The I would chocolate. just do the graham crackers alone. Just chow oh, down yeah. graham crackers with this. This and graham crackers are perfect. Yeah. This is spectacular cool. wine, dude. Uh, is there anything else on the process of making this one that you know about that you want to share? Um, Besides, do you just fucking hit a bullseye, I guess? Honestly, like, I mean, at, at at the time that I was doing, like, I was involved in this company. All I did was transfer this from West Texas to Seguin is where we bottle it. Um, family so, out there. Uh, shout uh, out. Other than that, I didn't do anything. No, yeah, we we teamed up with uh, Blue Lotus Winery, and that's where we currently bottle. I think eventually we'll buy their bottling line and move it out to West Texas so that we can do that. But we've we've got a lot of construction to do between now and then before we can move it successfully. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's uh, that that machine is heavy, heavy, heavy. Oh yeah. I and uh, I mean, I've spent a couple I've spent a couple days just figuring, trying to figure it out, how to set it up, how to break it down, all the problems that it might have. But 
Dude, this is so fucking delicious, man. I can't get over it. The finish is still in my mouth. Right. It's just it lingers. It lingers like a minute and a half, and I'm still tasting it. Yep. It'll linger there for a while. I don't. I don't know. And I honestly think your alcohol content is wrong on it. Think it's higher or lower? Yeah. Yeah. This is almost fifteen percent. Well, legally in the state of Texas, you have a one percent differential, so it could be. It could be legally, it could be up to fifteen and a half percent. That's where I, not fifteen and a half, but this is fifteen percent alcohol. Yeah, so legally, it could be fifteen and a half. I can I can feel city. the heat, and yeah. not only feel the heat while I'm speaking to you. Yeah, I can smell it. Yeah, there, there's this. A little... There's some things happening in this bottle. You're right. This thing is changing. I think there might be more yeast that's alive in this. Mm. That is still eating some sugars. This is high in alcohol, man. Yeah. And I drink some big boy Shiraz. Like you talked about your favorite regions being or your favorite countries being Spain and Italy. Yeah. Australia's hands down. You know, I, I just had a, my a, favorite. an Australian Sauv Blanc. Oh, yeah. They're great. I, I, I mean, I, I South Sa- African Sauv Sa- Blanc, Sa- Blanc and Australia. I'm like Sa- partial to New Zealand. Like I want that Marlboro Sauv Blanc. You want I the want. grassy notes, the grapefruit. No, I, want, want I want. I want to feel it in my jaw. Like so much I want. Acid. I want that the, acid. You that want just your like enamel you, you want. You, I wanted to cl- like clench up my like jaw as I drink it. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia was a lighter version of that, but it was still good. Did this pop when you opened it? I don't remember. I, maybe. I think it, remember you said something, you opened it and you said, sorry, I didn't know why. Oh yeah, no, it did. It did actually pop on me. Yeah. You know what that means? This is still fermenting. Yeah. There's still live yeah. yeast in this bottle <laughs> and it's producing more carbon dioxide I mean, and gran- it's producing granted, more it's alcohol. Been, it's been in my trunk for the hot summer day that it was today. So yeah, but that happens in wine tastings and this thing is still doing something. So hmm. there's, this thing is. Kind of reminds me of a port. I mean, I hope honest. I hope uh, not, because. <laughs> but no, this is super high alcohol, man. There's a shit. There's a shit ton of bottles, and if they all pop their corks, we're fucked. <laughs> no, I don't think they're gonna pop their corks. Just gotta keep them cool and let the yeast die. But mm-hmm. there was a little carbon dioxide behind that. Yeah. Cork wasn't there. <laughs> I can tell because this is. Would you tell me fourteen three or some 14 shit? Fourteen and a half. No. Bullshit. I call fucking bullshit. I drink big boy Syrahs, petite Syrahs, Duruf, as they would say, mm-hmm. Pencil and Syrah, uh, Tanat, Zeno Mavros. I drink a lot of the big boys. This is up there with the big boys, man. All right. That's one reason I think I like it, and it's still doing something in that bottle. Hmm. The corks aren't going to pop. You're just gonna have to like let this. This can age. Mm-hmm. This is your aging one. Mm-hmm. Out of your line so far, this is the one you want aged. This could go fucking I mean, ten years. Honestly, and God knows. This is this is the most that we have right now. Oh, fuck so, I mean, I guaranteed. Like, there's gonna be twenty, thirty cases just chilling there for a while. I'll buy a couple cases off you and fucking throw a party. All right. <laughs> oh. Dude, this is uh yeah, this is my favorite wine by far. Uh, so check this one out, Chateau Wright, uh, Jack Rabbit blend. This thing is awesome, and this thing is boozy. This reminds me of Australian wine. 
I can see that. Like a like a heavy. Just Shiraz. like yeah, just kind of like the people in Australia that they're, they're kind of like their wine. They're just mm-hmm. really big, bold, outspoken. A little pinfold, I mean, pinfolds. You, I mean, I could, I could drink this with food. You mm. know, like I could do a steak or something. Yeah. But no, I want to drink this by itself. It's too complex. I don't want to add fat and stuff onto my tongue while I'm trying to drink this wine. This wine's got a lot I mean, of complexities it's, it's got to that, it. It's got that acid to cut through it, though. So, I mean, you could do, like, a good ribeye or T-bone. Yeah, you or, could easily, but I wouldn't want to. Yeah. This is just so damn tasty. You, you just buy the bottle, drink a glass before, drink a glass during, drink a glass after, and you're good. There you go. I like you with your uh, fucking... <laughs> What is that, eight ounce pours over yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> right. Down with that. Yeah. Um, fucking delicious, man. All right. All right, where are we at? One hour, eight minutes. Thank you for everyone who's been listening to us drink wine. Yeah. You know? Isn't that weird? Uh, all the sensories, and you can't taste, smell what we're doing, but thank you for listening to what we're doing. And, you know, I, um, I, I think uh, I want to give a shout-out to my ex-girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> okay. That got that got me into wine. Okay, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Veronica. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Veronica, his ex that got him into wine. Yeah. Hey, shout out to my ex that I got her into wine, dude. And guess what? Now she's probably gonna think she's a chosh because she knows all this shit. But Papa <laughs> Dom is the keeper of all the secrets, dude. Okay, now we're going back to like. All right, now we're now we're in Spain. It's a heraldic red. It's uh, 70, 70% Tempranillo, 25% Cab, no, 5% Grenache. And you're no. you're going to taste the Grenache, but that Tempranillo is just... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to follow this one up with what we just drank. I don't know. Dude, what and, we just and, drank and, is and, fucking spectacular. And you, you I know what? Know I, and I, I constantly that. struggle with this because I'm like, okay, do I do the heraldic first or do I do the jackrabbit first? Because like, I feel like the jackrabbit has a little bit of sweetness to it, so I move it to the end. Nope. Your jackrabbit's but, the fucking... That's the anchor, man. Right. So what do you... Bases like, are loaded, right? Right. Bases are loaded. Hit it out, hit it out the park. Right. So I... But okay, so try this one again. Okay. I mean, it's it's he- it's a little bit heavy. It's it's heavy, but I don't know that it's heavier than the jackrabbit. Nope, it's thinner. Right. So much thinner and not as complex. To right. be honest, I mean, it's great. This no, is a drinking. No, this I, is a great I, drinking. I absolutely, one. and I struggle because I'm like, where do I put the last ones? Like. I do I do Jackrabbit Red okay. last or now this is nothing to do with um your program and your pricing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I know your Heraldic Red, which we're drinking right now, is basically your flagship, right? Yep. I think I think I think they just put a lot more effort into it. Which okay. is- now this is just my opinion. I feel like the Jackrabbit Red, there might be more effort in the Heraldic, but the Jackrabbit Red is so complex. There's so many flavors coming through. There's so much going on on the nose, so much going on on the palate. 
So that's, you're saying we should do a five percent in the heraldic too, of the Muvet. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk him into it. I think I think I, I think I could because actually I know we get this we, is nice. We, this is but this is for the everyday drinker that just wants a nice I mean, red blend. This this is as close as this is as close to Spain as I think we get. Like a regular Spanish like a wine. Yep, this tastes like real hot. Right, they're not as big. They're not as no. bold. It's, lighter. it's easy to drink on its own. Pairs really well with the food. Yes. And that's it. Um, but being a sommelier and like I want things that are interesting, my two favorites are going to be the Jackrabbit Red and then the uh, Roussan Vignet yeah. uh, blend. Yeah. I've never had a finish on a white wine like that yeah. ever in my entire life. Okay. I feel like and we do so much fish. I've I, where I work, which I never say, but you know, the water burger at the Pearl, you know, in San Antonio, Texas, uh, I get to try cuisine that is spectacular from world renowned chefs. And we do a lot of wine pairings and I've never had a white wine finish like that. And I think there's so much potential in this jackrabbit. It's stupid. I want to know what it tastes like tomorrow. It's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, hopefully, and God bless, nothing happens with the yeast producing too much carbon dioxide, which I don't think. I think it will die before that happens. Yeah. Uh, the alcohol, alcohol will kill it. I think so. It gets too high, it'll just, it'll just kill it all. Yep. Uh, but it's definitely in the 15% range. And uh, You know, honestly, I get... I'll, I'll, I might take a little bit of this and just have them test it and see what the Please. alcohol content is. If it's under 15%, I, I'm going to buy you a bottle of bourbon. All right. I'm going to guess 15.1. 15.1? 15-1. 1. No, 15.2. 15.2. Okay. And give me a 1% differential. All right. Deal. Yeah. I'll give you 2% differential. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm doing 15.2. I honestly think it's uh, it's doing things in that bottle. But this is your flagship right here, your mm-hmm. heraldic. So tell me about the story behind this wine. Uh, so, I mean, he, he I think this is his family crest or his new family crest, his new world family crest. He just started a new family. I guess so. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. I, I don't know. He spent a lot of time getting that approved before he put it on the bottle. Nice. Um, I think when this first came out, it wasn't as spectacular as it is right now. Like right now, so the Red Rabbit or the Jack the, Rabbit, the Jack Rabbit was not as spectacular as it is right this second. Dude, it's fucking sweet. Right. almost even brown sugar. Yeah, no, it's it it I, it has I don't come a long. Way. I don't want to bomb this heraldic, but yeah. I want like another yeah little glass no. of the Jack <laughs> Rabbit, dude. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That you okay. are, y'all are on something crazy with this, dude. I, I, I can like I can only imagine when he finally gets what he wants, and makes the Chateau Neuf du Pop of Texas and oh, just puts that out. I can't wait. I can't like, wait. Either. I'm, 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 I, I'm I personally excited. Hopefully, he listens. I don't know if he listens to podcasts. No. But so, I, he'll listen to this because it has his wine on it. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll put it on for. I him. would. 
Mr. Wright, you're making incredible wine and you're sleeping on the Jack Rabbit yeah. right now. <laughs> this is, I mean, what do I know? I've only, you know, tasted over 11, 1200 wines in my life now. So I will say, though, that is that is your special. Yeah. This is your flagship for sure, but there's something special going on in that Jackrabbit Red, man. You know, and 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 what's funny is the the previous Jackrabbit is is going to be basically a sweet port, which has nothing to do with what this is right here. All right, well, take some, get it tested. I'm saying fifteen two. Hmm. Okay. It takes me to Shiraz. Uh, doesn't take me to a. Sp- specific place in australia have you, have you ever had fest parker yes fest parker from santa love, barbara yeah. california i love fest parker and fest parker was uh the old uh raccoon hat wearing motherfucker yeah from the movies uh we carry the fest parker by the glass and they actually have one called fest parker big easy really yeah it's their syrah that's one step above their regular fest parker i like their 2015 i like their 2016 their 2017 is uh, kind of a sick. piece of shit right now. That's yeah, not too. All I, all I got to say is Fest Parker Syrah out of Santa Barbara, California. You make a great wine, and that is probably why I probably like the Jackrabbit because it yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I, I could absolutely put those two in the same, in the same, yeah, boat. wheelhouse. Yep. They're in the same fucking wheelhouse. I mean, you, you can, uh, the only place I've found, so I, I actually stumbled upon Fest Parker. You know, and I don't, I don't know how. I used to sell it at a place. Well, yeah. I don't work yeah. there anymore, so I can say I used to sell it at Roos Chris. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually. So I used to sell Timeshare a long time ago. And that was great. Oh yeah, well, I imagine <laughs> booming business. Yeah. Um. But so we were in Guymon, Oklahoma, which is the I've driven through Oklahoma. The that pan- just sounds like something that I just drive. It's through. in the Panhandle of Oklahoma. <laughs> God. And well, it's, I have family in like southern Missouri, and so we sm- have to drive through. Oklahoma. Yeah, it smells like dead pigs and dead cows as Beautiful. you drive. As you drive, well, I like th- hot dogs. You, yeah. so that's cool, man. <laughs> no that. worse. As you drive through the city, it just smells like dead cows. Um. So there, of course, there's a processing plant, but the the great part of having a processing plant in your small town is you also have great steaks because your supplier is right there. Farm um, to fork. Oh yeah, farm. Yeah, farm to fork. At the Waterburger sure. at the Pearl I work at, uh, we do Forty Four Farms, Cameron, Texas. Oh, they're they're amazing. GMO free, grass fed, but the only ones that carry the prime. But continue. Sir. Wow. So yeah, I mean, you, you go to the steakhouse. Uh, I don't remember what the name was, but literally you get like a sixteen ounce uh, fillet, bone in for. Twenty six dollars. The super cheap. Ruth Chris charged like sixty five dollars yeah. for their bone and fillet. Twenty six, and that includes three sides and a salad. Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> you know what the fucking what is the name of this place? Guymon, Oklahoma. I don't remember the I don't remember what the steakhouse is called. But you know what it was funny is uh, so we, me and my boss were there, and I mean we're, 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 we're hardcore hardcore into wine. And he looks at the the wine menu and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Do we got to get like two bottles of this at least?" And he's like, "Oh, what what is this?" He's like, "It's Chateau du Pop." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, why do we have to get that?" And I'm like, "I've never had Chateau du Pop." And if people so, don't know, Chateau du Pop uh, means, well, 
the Church of the Pope. Yeah. And uh, they would make wine for the Pope. Mm-hmm. Down in France. That motherfucker was drinking great shit. He was. So continue. <laughs> so continue. So yeah, Chateau Nopsy Pop normally doesn't... Your cheapest bottle, you're going to spend $80, $90 on your cheapest bottle. Yeah. It's almost like an Amarone, Rapasa style. In, in the restaurant, because they had no idea what it was, $30 a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this, dude. Shout out to my H-E-B. Y'all fucking had Chat Noof to Pop in the French aisle for $13 a bottle. You had four do- four bottles. You messed up the pricing. You shouldn't even had it. I took it to the cashier. I bought all fucking four bottles. And uh, thank you because you don't know how to do inventory. Right. My H-E-B. Yep. Yeah. So, $30 a bottle. We bought two bottles the first night. We were there for a week. We ended up finishing their case no one had ever ordered a bottle because they didn't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, they're like so that they're rep. Chat new yeah, so the, the, the same the same vineyard that made so the same vineyard sold them this huge deal of cab that they made their own cab. They had their own Merlot, and then they had Chateau to Pop. And I guess they offered them a deal if they bought. Um. So many bottle, so many cases of cab, so many cases of Merlot. They would give them a case of Chateau Neuf du Pop. That makes sense. Yeah. They ended up giving them two cases, and they blew through all the cab and Merlot, and no one touched the fucking Chateau. Right. And in in a week, we drank all of two cases. <laughs> yeah, I would have too. Because because it was the only decent restaurant, and we were <laughs> getting uh, I think it was like seventy five dollars in. Uh, Per diem per day to spend on food and twenty six dollars plus, I don't know. It was like ten fifteen dollars per for per, booze for booze. Yeah, to just buy get, a bottle to, each. Yeah, to just get buy lit. a bottle each and so, eat a yeah, fucking we, steak every <laughs> night, dude. Get gout and shit your oh, pants. Oh man, we we I think it. we out there like three or four nights in a row. Yes. Like we we're just going for it. Yes. And that's my introduction to Chateau du Pop. Okay. And, and from then on, I was just like. Fuck yeah! I'm gonna go down this rabbit rabbit hole, hole of basically French of great wines. wine. The yes. best Rhone Valley wine known to man. <sighs> man, I mean, Crow's Hermitage it when was it good. comes to Syrah is up there, but Chateauneuf is definitely yeah. the number one. My uh, first experience with uh, my first experience my first experience with Chateauneuf was with my father, and my father is the one that did help me get into wine. And I will say uh, he has a lot of wine drinking friends. And he was like, hey, he knows. Like, I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. And I quit. It's very rare that you ever see me just smoke one. Okay? Uh, and he was like, hey, we got a couple of bottles of Chattanooth. Uh, I consider him like my uncle, but it's like one of my dad's best friends, you know? And he was like, he's bringing some bottles of Chattanooth. And we're going to smoke cigars. And I'm like... Still new to wine though, so I didn't exactly know what I was getting into. And I don't, didn't, you know, I quit nicotine, but you know, if it's something else, I'll smoke a cigar with my pops or mm-hmm. have a cigarette with a friend I haven't had in a long time or something like I, that. I got real hardcore in cigars. So I, I go outside. We light up, I won't say what kind of cigars they are, but we light them up. And then he pours this wine and it's, the Chateauneuf, and it was like a 12-year-old one that his friend brought. 
and it was just blueberry smoke leather black pepper white pepper fucking uh raisin but a good raisin like i'm drinking an amarone raisin it was high in alcohol it it changed my world and since then only had a couple chateauneufs that even compared uh, but it's something that you can't drink regularly. So the fact that you went through that much, it's like telling someone like, oh, yeah, I just drink like Dom Perignon like for two weeks straight. Yeah. Essentially is what you're saying. Yeah. No, it's it's not cheap. Like, especially a decent one. Like, uh, and le- I mean, unless you go to Total Wine and like their their Vineyard Direct ones are a little bit cheaper. They're like $40, $50, but still. Yeah. And they have a little symbol on the bottom. Yeah. If I'm going to spend $40, $50 in like like blink without blinking like it's going to be a single malt scotch or it's going to be like a reserve bourbon that's it man you know what i'm gonna find you something special dude you know you know what i i just went to that that js just like in the bennies like the other day and they were tasting the wines and stuff like that and we we're gonna do a tasting out there but um there's this there's this bourbon that they had on the shelf and they're three seventy five milliliter, look. So half of Fucking a re- tiny half of a regular bottle was like anywhere from forty two to sixty five dollars. What is it called? I couldn't. couldn't. What is this some allocated bullshit? No, dude. It, it's 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 just they're they're putting such quality into their bourbon. The dude said that. Uh, that it's 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 such high quality that it justifies that cost. Okay, well I will I will always say this, and I, I want to get one just to try it, but the I don't. The truth is always in the bottle. The truth is always in yeah. the bottle. I didn't get into wine until I had a 2013 Russian River Valley Kistler Pinot Noir, and then I realized, okay, this is why people spend money. <laughs> right? And I've had all the pappies and all that kind of shit. I mean, and when I got pappy, you'll change your whole life. Hey. No? Oh man. It didn't? I rather, yeah, I, I rather I got, drink I got, Blanton's. Nah man, I, I got the twenty year and I literally just sat there with the, the snifter and I I sat there and just put it on my nose and smelled it for like a half hour. See, I could say some industry stuff though that will fuck everything I, up. I like them. I like Blanton's. I do. Don't get me wrong. I love Blanton's, but I love like Jefferson's Jefferson's Reserve. I love oh. Uh, let me just say something real quick it, uh, I'm going to put this on record I don't want to fucking put this on record But I'm going to put it on record Pappy Van Winkle Okay Overpriced Overpriced because they only make a little bit of it Okay Now I know the people that have Imported a lot of Pappy into Texas and see 29. So let's say like, um, if let's say we went to a bar right now, right? Cause it only do it in a two two ounce pour, right? Mm-hmm. So a two ounce pour of, let's say the 20, 140 bucks, 140 to hundred and between 140 to 160. Right. So, but, uh, so let's say $300 there, for, there, there's only, for, there's let's a, just say this, $300 for 
for both of us to have two ounces each. Yeah. Okay. Unless unless you go to CU twenty nine in Austin. Well, actually, Hoppy Monk has they, it. They they for do it twenty bucks. They do it at cost. Yeah. So the you twenty know what at cost is the twenty. Yeah, cheap, but. Uh, so, so you the, know so, more about so, the liquor industry. Do you want to tell them the big secret on Pappy? Uh, if you pour two different types of Weller together, you make Pappy. And <laughs> how much does the bottle actually cost? Because I've I've gotten it at prices under thirty dollars. Like twenty five dollars a bottle. Yep. It's so, so stupid. Twenty five dollars a bottle, but you're gonna pay a hundred and forty dollars for a two ounce right. pour. But you're in a lottery to get those bottles. Like you basically, yeah, ha- you basically have to win the liquor store lottery to get them. Okay. Well, you know, I I won the liquor store water, whatever you want to call it, because I work at the Water Burger at the Pearl in San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's cost that much it doesn't cost shit because and and you know know what you know what pisses me off is uh fucking weller so some some fucking dickhead decided that he was gonna put out some crazy tasting notes or like review of weller and and some other bourbons so he did he did like a, a huge tasting on them he put them on youtube um, Weller blew the fuck up because people now realize that Weller is the same as Pappy. Yeah. So if you, if you mix Antique 107 Weller and you mix Weller 12, which is the green bottle, so the red and the green bottle, you can do it 50-50, you can do it 60-40, you can do it 70-30, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, well, it's like and, Buffalo Trace for and me. It is, it is it is fucking Weller. It's it, it's it's so pappy, now, it's pappy basically. I know. So Blanton's used to not be allocated the way it was. Yeah, and you used to get Blanton's for like fucking thirty nine 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 a bottle. Now right. you can't wholesale really buy it. But yeah, now it's now it used to be like fifty four. Okay, but Buffalo Trace, same shit. Yeah, exact. Yeah. No, same it's shit. exact same shit. I love but it. It's just aged a little bit longer. That's it. See, it's it, but in the liquor game, it's a little harder. When it comes to wine, it's you're getting it straight up. You're smelling it. You're getting it. Yep. So you know what I think? We need you next episode. I'll get a bottle. I'm I'm gonna grab a random bottle of bourbon. Okay. That I don't know anything about. Deal. I have snifters. I have Scotch Rocks. Perfect Scotch Rocks. Scotch Rocks. Yeah, we've been drinking some vino. I got Scotch Rocks. I have uh, I have all that, and then give me a whiskey bourbon uh, lesson. It'll be dope, man. I'm down. Are you down? Yep. I know it took this long just to get this one out yeah, because of our schedules, I'm, but we're busy. Know, hon- honestly, man, I like uh, half half of the time I'm either here or half of the time I'm at West Texas. So like, it's beautiful, man. You're killing it. No, it's beautiful. It's 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 a huge. It's a much needed experience, and everyone that I've literally taken out there, it's enlightening, to say the least. Like you literally, you realize what in your life is actually important, and what in your life you are just filling the time with, mm. because that's what you feel like you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
out there, it's you wake up, you eat, um, and you either work, you sleep, you drink, or you travel. And if you're not doing any of those, you're going to be bored out of your mind. Um, so mo- more than likely people work or travel. Um, and if you're yeah, not, uh, yeah, if you're not doing any of those, then you're drinking. you're drinking or eating. That's it. Um, I like to drink and, my and, and to have it, have it be that simple out there is, is, is a relief. Yeah, it's like you took filters off. Yeah, because I, I mean, I come, back to I, come I come here and I, I'm like, I have a, I have a bunch of friends that want to hang out, which is cool. I mean, it, it's always good to have friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you feel like you have to fill up your schedule with, you know, whatever, whatever comes your way. And you feel like you have to be busy at all times, um, because everything uh, is yeah. is moving know, so fast. So fucking overloaded with dates and right, right. And you you feel like you have to be that way. But like, out- oh, we're supposed to podcast tomorrow. But, like you down? I'm like, yeah, I'm down. Are you down? <laughs> then they don't show up. And yeah, it's like it's no, just that sucks. Fucking- but like I I like out out there. It's literally it's simple. Mm-hmm. Do you want to eat? Do you want to drink? Do you want to sleep? Do you want to work? Yeah. Or do you want to travel? Because living ZZ. Yep. And it's super calm. Summertime. The views are so beautiful. Um. Well, I like. And I, I didn't used to be I that like guy. I didn't used to be views. that guy either, man. That's why I, I go to I go to Twin Peaks because I like scenic yeah. views. <laughs> scenic views. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I didn't used to be that guy either. Like I I used to be. Super city guy, like, hey, I want to be in the middle of the city. I yeah, want to be but downtown. Once you get lost in the country, you see the stars. You know, and I, smell the fresh I air. I didn't get that until I went out there. Is that when you start growing a beard? No, nah, I've, I've had a beard for a while. Okay, um, well, I've only known you with the beard, but now it's getting very just the length. Yeah, the, like the reason I grew a beard is because like if I don't have one, I look like I'm twelve. I get, I get carded. Same. I get carded if for I, everything. Even my five o'clock shadow, wherever you want to call this, this mm-hmm. is probably like eight o'clock shadow. Yeah, um, yeah that's a little longer than that. Man, this was like two days. But like, if I shave this off, yep. fucking baby. Yep. You won't even sell me cigarettes. Nope. I don't smoke, but nope. Still. Yeah, I mean, I go. Well, granted, cigarettes now are twenty-one and up. Are they? Yep. In San Antonio. Well, God bless me. Twenty. Twenty-one and up. That was the dirtiest habit I ever had. Um. You know what? We did an hour, 34 minutes right now, man. These wines are spectacular. There's a couple things I want to tell you off mic about the wines. Uh, Nothing bad, all positive. But there's a thing on the cork of the jackrabbit that makes me understand part of the process right now. As I look at the corks, all of them are even, but the jackrabbit is swelling so it means that it's still in the process, but I fucking love it. And uh, tell them where they find you and the vineyard and the winery. Tell them all the shit you want to tell them, man. And after that, all the links will be in the bio. Cool. Uh, you can find me at, at I am James R. Smith at either Instagram or Snapchat. Um, at Chateau Wright on Instagram. 
Chateau Wright on Facebook. Um, ChateauWright.com for the website. You can so order. So you can buy yourself yeah, some fucking you Jack Rabbit right now. We dude. ship. We ship all over the U.S. Out of out of the U.S. is a little bit tricky. So if, I mean, if you're out of the U.S., good luck. But if you're inside, you're we we got you covered. Just order three three bottles. Make it worth your while. I have a lot of Japanese listeners, so all right, they well, might pay. Yeah, you never know. Right. <laughs> well, dope. I'm gonna have all the links in the description, and uh, let's pour. Uh, I'm gonna pour a little bit more Jack Rabbit because I'm being a Jack Rabbit dude. I am so intrigued and in love with this yeah. wine. I'm actually gonna let my AGM and Som of the hotel. Uh, Try all these. Well, two of them. Yeah. You do what you got to do. They're, uh, they're all yours, man. They're great. Uh, I am I fucking love this. So we're going to cheers. And as usual, we do the Dom C cheers where we toast to the birds. Okay. To the birds. To the storks that bring the good babies. Okay. To the ravens that bring the bad babies. And to the swallows that bring no babies. I have a... Uh... I have a cheers if you're up for it. Nice. You want to toast today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh! So this, is, this, is, this, is, this is my cheers, and I, I learned it from this really old man. Well, it's a toast. In a titty bar. Cheers after. Not a yeah. titty bar, but basically. A tiki a, bar a, that a bre- had titties. A restaurant. A restaurant. A yeah. Twin Peaks, probably. Nah, it was, it was called. Uh, Tell me, I need to know. Uh, fuck. Um, Redneck Heaven, but in, oh, Fort, in I- Fort Worth. Not San Antonio. I know Redneck Heaven. Not San Antonio in Fort Worth. It's the best. The best Redneck Heaven. Yeah, the minnow shots, like all that craziness. If uh, people are taking shots with live animals and they show them. So this is the toast, and I'm sorry if this offends you, but it's (laughs) it's very hard to offend me. To panties. To panties. Yeah, it's not the best thing in the world, but it's the closest thing to it. (laughs) I love it I choose that brother Nice Thank you Thank you Cheers Cheers And the new wine glasses Mm -hmm. I like these Usually I'm all about like burgundy Nah Honestly like the wine The wine glasses don't have like a huge effect as, as huge an effect as people think. Beer, definitely. But the wine, as long as it's got a thin lip and a nice bowl, that's it. That's kind of how I like my girls. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a thick lip and a nice bowl, but a thin lip and a nice bowl, I can, I can work it out. I got you. So when no, if we make our schedules work. Yeah. When can I get you on just to talk some shit and just bourbon? have a good time? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Whenever. That's uh, going to be the bourbon cast. It's going to have to be like mid-August or late August. We're going to have to move into September because I think I'm too booked for That's that. fine. All right. I'll figure it out. People are, Cause, cause people like are going to be I'm going to be back at the vineyard next week till like the 15th or the 20th. Dope. And then I'll come back and then it's my birthday. And then your birthday that. on the 25th, right? Yep. Okay. And then I have a podcast on the first, with all the blue box people. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then we'll, we'll go After into it in September. I'll buy a random bottle of bourbon 
and then you break it down for me. I'll buy another random bottle of bourbon. So everyone, just make sure you go to ChateauRight.com. Buy the Jack Rapid if you give a shit about wine at all. You're going to understand how great this is. Uh, your Rue Sauvignon blend, amazing. Love the oily finish with the Lees. Can't go wrong with 100% Cinso, which is extremely rare. And they're only AVA right now producing shit in the Blue Mountains, baby. Yep. So this is Texas wine coming straight from you from a Texas mouth. Any last words, my friend? Uh... Or should we just pour for, another glass? Yeah, and we're shut gonna this we're gonna out? yeah we're gonna pour another glass and shut this thing down. But hey, uh, Texas coming a long way. We've come since a long the last, way dude. since the last ten years that I've been drinking Texas wine. This is probably some of the best. We're peaking right now. Yeah, we have not plateaued. No, not yet. We got a long way to go. Cheers. And I hope this friendship lasts longer than the couple times we've hung out, my friend. I do dig hanging out with you. I think it's dope. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Dom Cast, Wine Cast, out.